I'm Warren Berkeley with the Laurel Heights Church of Christ in McAllen, Texas. Turn in your Bible, please, to Matthew chapter 6. We will begin our study of the first four verses in Matthew chapter 6 in just a moment. We are just a little beyond the halfway point in our study of the Sermon on the Mount. We have just completed chapter 5, where Jesus demonstrated that his standards are higher than the religious system devised by the scribes and Pharisees. And really, that theme continues into chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, listen please, verses 1 through 4. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. I'd like to begin by calling attention to the way this passage opens. Beware in the English Standard Version. In other translations, it may read, take heed. And on several occasions, Jesus used terminology like this. In Matthew 16, 6, Matthew 18, 10, 24, 4, over in Mark 13, 33, in Luke 8, 18, in all these different contexts, Jesus told people to take heed or beware. And if you have the New International Version, it simply says, be careful. Now, there must be some underlying principle here. When we find a phrase like this repeated over and over in a variety of contexts, it occurs to us there is some underlying principle. So my question is, what is the underlying principle behind these words? Take heed. It would be caution, wouldn't it? Care. An examination of your conduct, awareness of danger, not just in the moment that you read it, but all through your life, from the inside out. Be careful about the matter at hand. Take heed. Instead of just impulsively doing the same things you've always done, stop and take heed to your motives. Thoughtless action does not glorify God and does not produce any nourishment for us. So Jesus calls for caution and care, self-examination into our motives. Take heed, be careful, beware. Now, in the Sermon on the Mount where we are here, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is telling us to be careful or take heed about a particular danger that was common back then. 
Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Now, I raise this question. Did the Old Testament instruct the Jewish people in charity, in benevolence, generosity? It certainly did. In fact, in the book of Psalms, it was expressed as a beatitude. In Psalms chapter 41 and verse 1, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in time of trouble. The Old Testament instructed the Jewish people in the duty of benevolence, being generous. But the scribes and Pharisees had turned that duty into a performance designed to elicit the applause of man. Let me repeat that. The Old Testament gave instruction about generosity and the duty of benevolence, properly motivated. But the scribes and Pharisees had turned that duty into a performance designed to elicit the applause of men. So their main interest was not to please God and help the poor. Their concern was to be seen by men, to be praised, exalted, well-known as a pious, generous person. That's what Jesus is condemning here. He is not minimizing true benevolence. No, his main focus is not charitable deeds. Be careful about those. No, his focus is the immature, degrading, childish motive of doing these deeds to call attention to yourself, to get people to compliment you. I want you to listen again. This is from the New International Version, Matthew 6, 1 and 2. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets, to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Let's talk about trumpets. At the time Jesus came on the scene in Jerusalem, there were literal trumpets at the temple, and these trumpets would be blown to call citizens together to contribute to some urgent need. So if a family had a tragedy, they could go to the temple area and present their case to the Jewish authorities, and if it was decided that they really needed urgent help, the command would be given to send the word out, sound the trumpets to notify the shopkeepers and businessmen and citizens there is a benevolent need. Now, try to visualize this and think about an ostentatious Pharisee operating his business in Jerusalem. He has a crowd of people in his shop. Some friends may have been visiting there in his shop, and the trumpets sound over at the temple. 
What does the ostentatious Pharisee do? He trips all over himself, pushes everybody aside, and says, Excuse me, I must close the shop now and rush to the temple to make a hefty contribution to this need. And on his way out, he picks up a sack that appears to be stuffed with coin. Now, does he quietly walk down the street to the temple? No. Excuse me. Excuse me. I must quickly get to the temple. They're waiting for me to give some money. Excuse me. The story is told of an old Pharisee. The trumpet sounded. He closed his business, started running down the street toward the temple with his big sack, and he fell, and the sack opened, and rocks fell out. Now, we think of that as silly and childish and hypocritical to put on this big show just to receive the acclaim of the crowd, to go to such extraordinary lengths to impress people and make people think you're really pious and generous and good when in fact you're not. We look upon this kind of thing and we agree with Jesus that this is silly and repulsive and should be condemned, right? And how thankful we should be that this particular sin has passed from the scene of human experience so that there is just no modern day counterpart, nothing among men today that is like this kind of awful hypocrisy. Wrong, or as the kids today say, not. We may not be quite as conspicuous as the old Pharisee who spilled his rocks on the street, but in our subtle, ingenious methods, we can sometimes manage to let people know all the good things we're doing. We can figure out how to brag on ourselves subtly without being quite as awkward as the Pharisees and their trumpets. We can very carefully manipulate a conversation so that we have no choice but to tell the good deeds we've done. We may not stand on a stage with a dollar in one hand and a trumpet in the other, but we have our ways if we don't take heed. We may not be like the fellow who called a press conference to announce his anonymous gift to a charity, but we can still figure out how to get the praise of men if we do not take heed. And the problem here is the motive, the degrading and frantic chase for human approval. Can we talk about telethons? Let's talk about telethons. That's a popular method of raising money that depends upon publicity and human praise. You will actually hear trumpet fanfares at telethons. And the host will bring on stage the CEO of some big corporation, and sometimes they blow the check up. Here's the big cardboard check, um, two feet by four. The amount is printed in bold type, so many hundreds or thousands of dollars are marked out on that big check, and there is applause. 
Now, I know that money needs to be raised for these causes. I know that victims of various diseases need help and research and all of that, but the telethon method depends upon publicity and the pursuit of public approval. Anybody want to argue the other end of that? I didn't hear anything. What Jesus wants us to do is give, but give for the highest reasons. The frantic race for human approval is degrading, hypocritical, and this kind of benevolence doesn't please God. Our giving needs to be motivated by the desire to help the needy, please God. Philanthropy is not to be accompanied by the repulsive sound of blowing our own horn. We should never view a benevolent need as an opportunity to show people how good we are. Can I say that again? We should never view a benevolent need as an opportunity to show people how good we are. When you give just to show off, Jesus says, you have your reward. That is to say, you may obtain what you started out to get, but you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And let me add this. This particular form of hypocrisy doesn't seem to be going out of style at all. And not much is said against it because the needy people who get help are not likely to complain or expose the publicity dimension of it. If I suffer a sudden financial crisis and someone calls a press conference to present me with a check of $10,000, do you think I'm going to expose him as a hypocrite and refuse the money? Unlikely. My first impulse will be to take the money and overlook the fact that the person giving was seeking human approval. So this form of hypocrisy continues to prevail and survive because the people who get the benefits are generally not inclined to complain or expose the ill-conceived motive. Next two verses, three and four. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Now, don't look at this as an absolute rule. Don't take this literally. It's an illustration. In the first place, your left hand does not have the ability to know anything. This is figurative, and the Lord is illustrating something. He is illustrating quiet benevolence that does not seek an audience. Jesus wants to take us as far away as he can from the flashy trumpet fanfare kind of benevolence. So he uses this kind of language. Do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. If we engage in charity for the right reasons, to please God, 
and help the recipient, nobody will need to know about it. And the fact that nobody knows will not bother us. We know what God knows. We know what we did. We know that God will reward us, that he is pleased. And we know that the recipient gets the help needed. So it doesn't matter if nobody knows about it. But to stand on a crowded corner with a penny in one hand and a trumpet in the other, God doesn't reward that kind of benevolence. Matthew 6, 1 through 4. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. One's charitable deed comes as a response to another's need, an act of mercy, rather than an attempt to meet one's own need for recognition. Robert Gulek said that. Now, I want to give you something to think about, a little bonus here. From time to time, I'll hear someone make this kind of remark. The people in this church are just not doing anything. Sometimes people get a little discouraged and maybe upset about something and they adopt a negative posture. And out of that attitude of discontent, this broad sweeping charge is often made based on no evidence. And somebody will say, the members of this church are just not doing anything. Let me give you something to think about. A lot of the genuine acts of love and benevolence and mercy take place that you never hear about or see. You don't hear about it. You don't know about it because there was no effort to publicize it. This is just the way it is with Christians. When Christians help somebody, they often do it almost in secret if they can. They do not seek human attention or approval, so you never hear of it. Here at Laurel Heights in McAllen, I've only been here 31 years, but I'm aware of so many good things members have done for others that most of us may never hear about or see. You don't know about it. Because the members who did these things did not seek any publicity. They were responding to needs. They were helping people out of love and to please God. They sought no recognition. And so we've got to be careful about making broad sweeping charges about what isn't being done. A whole lot of good things are happening that we just don't see and never hear about. As followers of Christ, 
We must avoid the showy, flashy, ostentatious religion common among the scribes and Pharisees back then. We must seek to be simple, humble, quiet servants of Christ in our generosity. We don't need trumpets or bugles or stages or big cardboard checks. We don't need press releases or publicity managers. We don't need advertisements. We don't need to compliment ourselves on social media. No, it is quiet, sincere benevolence. That's what hits the mark, the standard that Jesus set. Thank you for listening.